This is episode 280 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest and or conversations on anarchist activities, ideas, and comments from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. This is for the week of September 10th through September 16th, 2022. What's new this week? Announcing, shh, this is a library forum from Librarian. So the anarchistlibrary.org, the most popular anarchist online project in the U.S., has started a chat forum for thoughtful discussion about things that have been posted to the library. Registration is simple, conversations can be good, and there's plenty of inspiration on the library for when you have questions or want to talk about ideas. More good anarchist discourse, right? When do we want it? Now! Brian Morris and the Anarchist Idea From Freedom News UK An interview with Freedom Press author in honor of his new book, in defense of anarchist communism, discounted at the upcoming London Anarchist Book Fair. Longtime anarchist working class man, now a professor, trivializes with other trajectories of anarchist thought and explains that anarchist communism is the answer. Kropotkin. Olympia, graffiti first Timothy Green from PugetSoundAnarchists.org. A black man is killed by cops, with or without knife. Graffiti is used to mark his passing and the rage and as propaganda of the deed. Quote, Passivity, resignation, and doubt can easily give way to determination and defiance. A strategy of waiting can be thrown aside in favor of a strategy of attack. Small affinity groups can immediately begin to organize direct actions against specific institutions of capitalism, schools, workplaces, businesses, and all the other prisons. Anarchists can participate in base structures, mass organizations that are not vehicles for anarchist ideology, but are instead tools with which to dismantle specific repressive structures of the capitalist state. Bosses, landlords, politicians, and all the other cops can be identified and attacked. Capital can be destroyed to make room for life." Unquote. A.G. Schwartz is also quoted, passivity is avoided. Graffiti as a local DIY news source is interesting. More of that, right? That was Graffiti for Timothy Green. Interview with Anarchist Black Cross Moscow. From avtonom.org, a group that, by the way, is still needing funds. Translation by ABC Moscow. Predictably, prisoner support in Moscow, especially for radicals, is having a hard time. ABC Moscow is currently actively supporting nine people and trying to get information about many more. Quote, We try to find people who have just been arrested and find out if they have a lawyer and support from relatives or friends. If not, we hire a lawyer and send parcels with food and everything they need. Food in pre-trial detention facilities in Russia is poor, and they don't give out hygienic items, clothes, dishes, or stationery. Prisoners share with each other as soon as a person gets a chance. He starts asking for things not just for himself." Unquote. Plenty more information about living in a society at war with the consequent dramatic increase in what is considered a crime and severity of punishment. They give information about various particular cases like Dmitry, Dmitry Kurmoyarov, Sergei Komandirov, and Karim Yamadaev. As with all people who work with prisoners, they remind us the importance of letters to those inside. They have addresses for 35 people, and this is the best excuse for Google Translate that I can think of. That was Anarchist Black Cross Moscow. The Leftists Breaking the Rights Chokehold on MMA from Freedom News UK by Murray Biagini Kemp. I'm probably saying his middle name wrong. 
makes the argument that most mixed martial arts fighters are pro-Trump, homophobic, and racist, juxtaposes this to an MMA fighter and trainer, anarchist Peter Irving. Quote, as an outspoken anarchist and anti-fascist, Irving is also well-attuned to the pull of MMA for right-wingers. He says, it's part of the mentality of a fighter that they are an extraordinary individualist. It's rather part of the problem that in order to gear yourself up to do some GBH on someone, you have to depersonalize them, and recognizing someone as being precisely like you gets in the way of that. The notion that there's not enough to go around, so it's either them or me, is very logical in the situation a prize fighter finds themselves in. That's why fighters can't get behind a players association, which is what all the other sports in the USA call the union, presumably to avoid the socialist implications of the word union. It's why the NBA and NFL get around a 50% revenue split with athletes, and the UFC is under 10%, unquote. Kemp mentions that there are several clubs around Europe that are countering this trend, and gives some details and inspirational quotes. It's worth a read, despite the preponderance of left-right binary speak. That was Breaking the Right's Chokehold. Some news on the situation of Ivan Aloko from contrainfo.spiv.net. This is the anarchist arrested in Paris for arson. While he is doing okay so far, despite not getting his mail, quote, while Ivan was in detention, the S-dot, sous-direction antiterroriste of the central direction of the French judicial police, interrogated his partner. A few weeks later, they also summoned his daughter, who is 12 years old, and mother for questioning. The cops wanted to question the girl, but the mother refused to leave her alone, unquote. His address is given here. No note about what language will work. Anarchist Sergei Petrovichev has died in Ukraine from avtonome.org. A brief announcement that a Russian who was fighting for Ukraine has been killed. No details about how. Quote, we mourn the martyrdom of our comrade who gave his life for freedom of all peoples. With the memory of Sergei in our hearts, we will continue to fight against the empire. Unquote. BC Counter Info is now live. From bccounterinfo.org. Quote, we at the BC Counter Info have gone to great lengths to create a secure and accessible platform for anarchists and anti-authoritarians of all stripes to upload their stories of inspirational revolutionary actions happening across so-called BC, and eventually to help broadcast others from around the world. We encourage all BC comrades to submit their handiwork using the portal provided in the submit section of the website after reading the security tips provided, unquote. They have big plans. Very nice. That was BC Counter Info. Help Michael Kimball hire a new attorney from Fundly.com. Michael Kimball is a queer black anarchist imprisoned in Alabama for a homicide that was self-defense. He has a new attorney and a real shot at getting out after 35 years. All money will go directly to the lawyer. There are links to a fairly recent interview and his blog. Get Michael Kimball out of fucking prison for fuck's sake. Leaves of Glass from Anon. A fairly glowing review of a book out of Atana Media that is not yet listed on their site called Invisible Generation by Jason Rogers. Quote, Invisible Generation serves a contrary function, that of assisting transition from a culture of literacy to one based on orality. Already, the dominant form of expression is advertising, a very limited combination of elements, namely a striking graphic, some text, and lots of white space possess remarkable motivational potency. The absence of white space in the flyers here is a dissonant element that glaringly illustrates in a graphic way the absence of silence and solitude in a world where text and images encroach on all voids." Unquote. 
Lots of people challenging writing these days. Interesting timing. Are they just feeder for TikTok? That was Leaves of Glass. Eric King's statement for running down the walls from It's Going Down. A short statement from Eric. Comrades, greetings from the Rockies. I hope everyone is feeling strong, safe, and loved. After a very active and hectic Black August, I'm very happy to be joining everyone in RDTW. This year, I'll be doing two days filled with jogging around my cage, lots of plyometrics, burpees, and boxing fun, pretending I'm out in the sun with everyone having a good time. My heart's out there. Unquote. Also shows a tweet about the fucked up isolation that they have Eric in and how letters to him are a good thing. His address is provided. Responsibility claim for the attack against police car. From Contra Info, translated by anarchistnews.org. Quote, Early in the morning on September 12th at 2.40 a.m., we placed an incendiary device made up of four half-liter plastic bottles filled with gasoline tied together with tape that were lit by a fuse made of five matches and three incense sticks tied together. We placed this rudimentary device behind one of the front wheels to make sure that the main damage was done to the motor. Although all of their cars may be set on fire, the selection of a pickup truck belonging to the Special Force Against Violence was not random. There's no exception. The entire police force is the enemy, and we don't buy their spiel about the fight against gender-based violence. Patriarchy will fall when the last stone of this carceral society crumbles. We abhor its capitalism with a gender perspective, unquote. Fire against the patriarchy in the name of anarchist, subversive, and Mapuche prisoners. A newsletter? from Peter Gelderloos, an introductory episode of a new medium for PG, in which he starts a regular column that he will read, so it will be available in text and in audio. He hopes that people will subscribe to this, which will support him monetarily. It promises to be personal and tortured, educational, informed, and maybe sometimes a little funny? We can hope. Not a newsletter, but apparently there's not a better word yet. Or he couldn't bear to call it a blog podcast. We understand. Audio and Video, Burn Wild, Episodes 1 and 2, from bbc.co.uk, 46 and 50 minutes, respectively. These are the first two of eight episodes that are a mainstream telling of the Vale arson and the ELF, as well as the recent environmental struggles and how the state responds with extreme measures. The writers are professionals, of course, and what I listened to was, of course, cleanly produced. On one hand, this is a normal, yeah, they were scary, but look at where they are now, maybe they were right about some things, kind of liberal storytelling that tries to have its cake and eat it too. But I appreciate that it gives voice to people who were there and who sound still convinced. Maybe the arc will go towards regret, but for this episode, I'm not hating it. It does tacitly point to ELF as a post-left project, which I hadn't considered before. Tentative and contingent thumbs up. That was Burn Wild, again, from the BBC, so. Parentheses I breaks down his anarchist utopia from Cyber Dandy, an hour and 18 minutes. Parentheses I talks about his program for how people could behave, how people's needs could be met in good ways, and it just takes people trusting each other and bringing their authentic selves. Also the power of a positive vision and how purity doesn't make sense. Here CD and Paren I come across as very good faith anarchists who are tired of post-left teardowns and the rampant isolationist cynicism, who want things to work better, TM. They do not discuss the weaknesses of either positive programs or of collaboration, which is unfortunate. One doesn't need to critique to recognize that all of the things they suggest have been tried and have failed in various predictable ways. 
These conversations would be better rounded if the weaknesses were at least acknowledged. But this is definitely one of CD's better episodes. That was CyberDandy and Peren I. Anti-Cold Philosophy at Anti-University Festival 2022. 35 minutes and 9 minutes. Cold zones are placed where badgers are allowed to be killed. First, Julian Langer talks to his publisher at Forged Books. Second, Julian responds to finding out that some coal zones have been expanded, including one where Julian lives. So many fights were fighting. So many. Hello and welcome to another reading from the Anarchist Library, where we bring you something relevant, topical, or at least interesting, written by and or about anarchists. This week's reading is Anarchism's Possibilities by Kim Stanley Robinson, and was published in the journal Perspectives on Anarchist Theory in November of 2019. You can find this and other fine works on theanarchistlibrary.org. And if you enjoyed listening to this piece, you can join the discussion on Shh, This is a Library at shh.anarchyplanet.org. Anarchism's Possibilities, by Kim Stanley Robinson. Preface. The Perspectives Collective is committed to making anarchist ideas accessible and widely understood. As part of this, we aspire to include a brief What is Anarchism type essay in future print issues. We approached Kim Stanley Robinson about writing one for us, and he referred us to a piece he wrote for a book called Mythmakers and Lawbreakers, Anarchist Writers on Fiction, for AK Press. He told us that if he were to write anything more about anarchism, doubtful, it would only be to reiterate the points in this intro. He gave us permission to share it with you, and we think it beautifully illustrates not only the terms of anarchism, but also its current challenges and possibilities. It also nicely fits with our current theme of imaginations, which the forthcoming print issue of Perspectives is all about. Enjoy. This book collects 15 interviews with writers who have either described themselves as anarchists, written about anarchists in historical or contemporary settings, or invented fictional cultures that they or others have called anarchist. Each person's story is different, naturally, and the definitions that they have given for anarchism are not the same either. Anarchy, absence of rulers, or absence of law. The original Greek suggests the former, common English usage since the 17th century, the latter, and it makes quite a difference which definition you use. So we find those interviewed here circling repeatedly around questions of definition, both of what the concept means and how it can be applied to writing and to life, not only the lives of those included here, 
but the lives of everyone. These are knotty problems, and it's no surprise that the questions and answers here keep pulling and prodding at them, hoping for some clarity. Another problem the interviews return to again and again is how to reconcile anarchist beliefs with actual life in the globalized capitalist system. Some of the writers here live by anarchist beliefs to a certain extent, publishing or distributing their writing outside the conventional publishing world, or living in alternative arrangements of one kind or another. Others live more outwardly conventional lives, while writing about anarchism and supporting it in their political actions, of which writing is one part. No one can escape a certain amount of contradiction here. The world economy is almost entirely capitalist in structure, and state rule is an overarching reality in human affairs. So the interest in anarchism expressed by these writers, and the effects this complex of ideas has on their lives, has necessarily to involve various compromises and what might be called symbolic actions. As long as one remembers that symbolic actions are also real actions, not at all to be dismissed. Voting is a symbolic action. Going to church is a symbolic action. Speaking and writing and talking are symbolic actions. All are also real actions and have real effects in the real world, partly by themselves and partly by what they suggest symbolically we should do in all the rest of our actions. Here, therefore, we are talking about ideology. I mean this in the way defined by Louis Althusser, which is roughly that an ideology is an imaginary relationship to a real situation. Both parts of the definition exist. There is a real situation, and by necessity, our relationship to it is partly an imaginary one. So we all have an ideology, and in fact would be disabled or overwhelmed without one. The question then becomes, can we improve our ideology in terms of both individual and collective function, and if so, how? Here is where anarchist ideas come strongly into play. We live in a destructive and unjust system, which is nevertheless so massively entrenched, so protected by money, law, and armed force, as to seem unchangeable, even nature itself. It strives to seem natural, so much so that it would be very difficult to imagine a way out or a way forward from the current state. Given this reality of our moment in history, what should we do? What can we do, right now, that would change the situation? One of the first and most obvious answers is, resist the current system in every way that is likely to do some good. That answer might rule out certain responses, People have been resisting capitalism for well over a century now, and many of the first methods to occur to people have been tried and have failed. Spontaneous mass revolt has been tried and has usually failed. Organized insurrection has sometimes done better, but over the long haul has often rebounded in ways that worsen the situation. Labor action and legal reform often seem possible and sometimes have achieved tangible success, but again, ultimately, despite what they have achieved, we find ourselves in the situation we are in now, so obviously labor action and legal reform are not as effective as one would hope. Mass political education has for a long time been a goal of those interested in promoting change, 
and again, successes can be pointed to, but the overall impact has not yet been effective enough to avoid the danger we find ourselves in. What then should we do? One thing that would help is to have some idea of what we might be trying to change toward, and this is where anarchism plays its part. As such, it is a utopian political vision, and this is why several of the writers interviewed in this book are science fiction writers who have written stories describing anarchist situations as utopian spaces, as better systems that we should be struggling to achieve. This is my own situation. As a leftist, interested to oppose capitalism and to change it to something more just and sustainable, I have once or twice tried to depict societies with anarchist aspects or roots. These, like the work of other science fiction writers, are thought experiments, designed to explore ideas by way of fictional scenarios. Problems can be discussed by way of dramatizations, and the appeal of the alternative society achieved can be evoked for people to contemplate, to wish for, to work for. Until we have a vision of what we are working for, it is very hard to choose what to do in the present to get there. Here is where anarchism has its greatest appeal, as well as its greatest danger. It is a rather pure and simple political system. It says that left to ourselves, or educated properly, people can be trusted to be good. That if we were not twisted by the demands of money in the state, we would take care of each other better than we do now. In a way, this is a view that merely extends democratic thinking to its end point. If we are all equal, if everyone together rules equally, then no one rules, and thus you expand democracy until it ends up at anarchy. It is a profoundly hopeful view, and hope for a different state is a crucial component of action. Here in particular, symbolic action is also at the same time real action. One way of putting this, used more than once by the writers in this book, is that society is now organized vertically in a hierarchy of power, privilege, prosperity, and health, which is structured in almost the same demographic pyramid as feudalism, or even the ancient warrior-priest command states. Anarchism suggests that the great majority of us would be far better off in a horizontal arrangement in association of equals. Such a horizontality in the realm of power used to be derided as hopelessly naive and unrealistic, but the more we learn about our human past and our primate ancestors, the more it becomes clear that this was the norm during the entirety of our evolution. Only since the invention of agriculture, patriarchy, and the warrior-priest power structure has verticality ruled our lives. Getting back to a horizontal structure would be a return to the species norm and collective sanity, and to a sense of justice that long predates humanity itself, as can be seen clearly in actions of our primate cousins. From vertical to horizontal, then. But this is the work of democracy, too, and even the work of history itself, if progress in human welfare is what we judge history by. So the more we succeed in this long work, the closer we come to the goals of anarchism and the goals of other utopian endeavors, democracy, science, justice. In the meantime, we have to consistently work, resist capitalism, interrogate our own actions, 
and speak out against the current order for something better. That's what these writers have been doing in their lives and their work, and so this book, too, becomes a part of that project. It's been going on for a very long time, and will presumably continue past our moment. But our destruction of the biosphere has moved the whole process into crisis mode, and we won't be leaving that mode until the crisis is resolved. So, to a certain extent, we can no longer take the long view. We have to avert a biophysical catastrophe if we want to give our children a healthy planet and civilization. In this moment of the storm, all our political ideas need to be reconsidered, even the most radical ones, or especially the most radical ones. And all those are based on a hopeful view of humanity, and helping to construct a utopian project for us to fulfill as soon as possible, deserve to be brought into the discussion. So, read on, and imagine a horizontal world, a free association of six billion equals. And as Brecht said, if you think this is utopian, please also consider why it is such. This week's podcast was sound edited by Octox. The What's New was written by Chisel and read by Chisel and Fig, who I get to call Figlet because I'm special. The Anarchist Library reading was done by Max Rez. Anarchism's Possibilities, written by noted non-anarchist science fiction author Kim Stanley Robinson. We hope this podcast is useful too and fun for anarchists and the anarcho-curious. Have a good week. Done.